Undoubtedly, Masjid Al-Aqsa holds a very, very high and a lofty status in the heart of each and every believer. And every person has a passion and a desire of one day to visit Masjid Al-Aqsa. Masjid Al-Aqsa has a very, very great place in Islam. Many, many ahadith, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions the virtues and the blessings of Masjid Al-Aqsa. Together with that, in the Quran, Masjid Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes reference to Masjid Al-Aqsa in many, many places. According to some Mufassirin, approximately 70 places in the Quran Majid. The reference is made to Masjid Al-Aqsa either directly or indirectly. Why Masjid Al-Aqsa is so important in Islam? First and foremost, we know that Masjid Al-Aqsa was our first Qibla. When Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made Hijrah to Madinah Munawwara, then initially they used to still face Masjid Al-Aqsa for approximately 15 months. Masjid Al-Aqsa they used to face. And thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, قَدْ نَرَى تَقَلُّبَ وَجْهِكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ now begin facing Masjid Al-Haram, the Kaaba in Makkah Al-Mukarram. Once Sahabi asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which was the first masjid to be built upon the surface of this earth, Nabi Akadim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied that it was Masjid Al-Haram in Makkah Al-Mukarram. Thereafter he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which was the second masjid upon the surface of this earth, Nabi Akadim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied that it was Masjid Al-Aqsa, the second masjid upon the surface of this earth. Thereafter, he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what was the time period between the two? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that it was 40 years. Between Masjid Al-Haram and Masjid Al-Aqsa, 40 years. We find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen Masjid Al-Aqsa to be that masjid wherein Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam undertook a very, very important journey. In the Quran Majid, there are only two masajid that are made mentioned by name. There are other masajid that are mentioned in the Quran Majid. But as far as the name goes of the masjid, Masjid Al-Haram and Masjid Al-Aqsa. No other masjid is mentioned by name in the Quran Majid. This journey of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had come in such a time in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had experienced difficulty and hardship prior to this, years and years upon difficulty and hardship, the year before this was known as Amul Huzn, after the lengthy boycott that Nabi Kareem sallallahu had faced from his own family and from his own tribe where they were banished to the valley of Abu Talib. And this boycott had its effects upon Rasulullah sallallahu wherein Allah's beloved sallallahu lost two very very close family members. One was the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu Abu Talib and the other was the beloved wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Khadija al-Kubra radiyallahu ta'ala anha. And thereafter Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to Taif and the difficulty and hardship that Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam endured in Taif. So after these difficulties upon difficulties upon difficulties, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
took Rasulullah sallallahu on this journey. And this journey was like a form of consolation for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. From Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa and thereafter to the Arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to seven heavens and very very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Quran mentions, ثُمَّ دَنَا فَدَدَلَّا فَكَانَ قَوْبَ قَوْسِينِيَ وَدَنَا You arrow lens close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this Masjid al-Aqsa had played a role also in this miraculous journey of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa In our understanding, the journey to the heavens was taken from Masjid al-Aqsa. Masjid al-Aqsa is the only masjid upon the surface of this earth where guaranteed every Nabi performs salah. There is no other masjid upon the surface of the earth where guaranteed every Nabi performs salah. And this was on this occasion of the Isra and the Mi'raj of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed salah in Masjid al-Aqsa and all the Anbiya were behind Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah Suleiman alayhi wa sallam made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he made dua to Allah ta'ala for three things. He tells Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rabbi habli mulkan la yanbaghi li ahadin min ba'di innaka anta al-wahhab then oh Allah bless me with a kingdom and such a kingdom that nobody else after me will have it. Allah Ta'ala had blessed Sulaiman with such a kingdom that not only did he have control over human, but he had control over the jinnat also. He used to dive in the oceans and bring about pearls and jewels for Nabi Sulaiman Allah Ta'ala had given Sulaiman control over the animals also. He had birds under his control. The birds used to go and deliver messages for him. Allah Ta'ala talks about the army of Suleiman that the army of Suleiman was gathered and they straightened their line from Jinnat, Insan, even birds until they came to a colony of ants also and Suleiman could even hear the whispering of the ant. Such was the uh, kingdom of Suleiman So that was the one dua that Suleiman had made. The second dua that he had made was if he passes judgment in any affair, then let him be fair in passing judgment in any matter. Allah Ta'ala accepts. And the third dua that Suleiman made, that oh Allah, whoever visits Masjid Al-Aqsa with the sole purpose of ibadat, then let him be forgiven. In one hadith, Nabi Karim mentions that that person who dons the ihram at Masjid Al-Aqsa and thereafter he goes for Umrah, the rabbi of the hadith mentioned that Nabi Kareem either mentioned that Jannat is wajib upon this person or this person may be forgiven. Hazrat Maimuna radiallahu ta'ala asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa regarding Masjid al-Aqsa. Nabi Kareem mentioned that if you have the means to visit Masjid al-Aqsa, then you should visit it. But if you are unable to, unable to visit Masjid al-Aqsa, then at least send some money to light the lamps that are lighting up Masjid al-Aqsa. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions that لا تشد الرحال إلا إلا ثلاثة that a person should not undertake any special journey except to three places Masjid al-Haram wa Masjid al-Aqsa wa Masjid al-Hadha one is to Masjid al-Haram Bakat al-Mukarrama second to Masjid al-Nabawi in Medina Munawwara and the third is to Masjid al-Aqsa In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions that that person, there are different rewards one particular hadith the reward of performing salah in Masjid al-Haram is equal to 100,000 more than performing salah in your own masjid. That person who performs salah in Masjid al-Nabawi, 
his reward is multiplied by a thousand times more than performing salah in his own masjid. And that person who performs salah in Masjid al-Aqsa, his reward is multiplied by 500 times. You find Masjid al-Aqsa was a place of safety for Anbiya and Salatu salam They had gone to, gone to their different nations. On one hand was Nabi Ibrahim salam when his nation wanted to try to burn him. But Allah Ta'ala saved him and Allah Ta'ala protected him. Allah Ta'ala mentions, وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ وَلُوطًا إِلَى الْأَرْضِ الَّتِي بَارَكْنَا فِيهَا لِلْعَالَمِينَ That we saved Ibrahim alayhi salam and we took him to the blessed land, بَارَكْنَا فِيهَا لِلْعَالَمِينَ The blessed land referring to the, masjid, the land around Masjid Al-Aqsa. Allah Ta'ala also talks about Lut alayhi salam, وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ وَلُوطًا إِلَى الْأَرْضِ الَّتِي بَارَكْنَا فِيهَا لِلْعَالَمِينَ When we saved Lut alayhi salam, Allah Ta'ala destroyed the entire nation of Lut alayhi salam and they saved Nabi Lut alayhi salam from the evil of his people. Allah Ta'ala destroyed the nation, Allah Ta'ala saved Lut alayhi salam, Allah Ta'ala took Lut alayhi salam to the land which was blessed. In that ayat also when Allah Ta'ala talks about Mi'raj and Isra, Allah Ta'ala says, Alladhi barakna hawlahu, it is the blessed land, Masjid Al-Aqsa, the land of Baytul Maqdis. Similarly with regards to Suleiman alayhi salam also, Allah Ta'ala had given him control over the winds. And Allah Ta'ala mentions that, Wali Suleiman al-Riha, wa shahrun wa rawahuwa shahr. Allah Ta'ala had given him such control that he should travel by means of the wind and what should take an entire month's journey, Sulaiman is should stride with the wind in the morning. What should take an entire month's journey, Sulaiman should stride with the wind in the evening. And he should travel by means of the wind. Allah mentions that Sulaiman traveled with the wind towards the blessed land, Masjid Al-Aqsa, Baytul Maqdis. So my friends and elders, this is that Mubarak land. This is that blessed place wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks many, many places in the Quran. It was the first Qibla. It was our first Qibla until our Qibla was changed to Masjid al-Haram. So this is, it holds a very, very high and lofty status in the heart and mind of every believer. We find that Masjid al-Aqsa was first conquered in the year 15 after Hijrah under the leadership of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Umar ibn As radiallahu ta'ala anhu was fighting against the Romans and his army was very very small in comparison to the large and mighty army of the Romans. But he continued on his journey and he fought against the enemy. Prior to Hazrat Umar's Khilafat, Hazrat Umar ibn As writes to Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu during his Khilafat and tells him regarding the large armies he's facing and he is going to be outnumbered. But Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the gist of the letter of Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he encourages him and tells him that in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, many, many battles were fought, but the battles were never ever won with regards to our number, our power and our strength. The battles were fought with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with this encouragement, Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu encourages Hazrat Amr ibn As and an army of 40,000 Muslims Facing disbelievers, Roman army of 400,000, Hazrat Amr ibn As overpowers him. Now he is en route to Masjid al-Aqsa and he is about to conquer Palestine. But a Roman general with a very very large army of 100,000, the Muslims at that time now only 9,000, they stop, they go and take refuge in the fortified walls of Jerusalem. And the Muslim army laid siege, but for three months, difficult conditions, facing rain, facing winter, facing snow, the army of Hazrat Amr ibn As is unable to conquer Palestine. Eventually Hazrat Amr ibn As hears 
that in their scriptures it is mentioned that Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu is the one who will who the keys of Masjid al-Aqsa will be handed to him. So Hazrat Amr ibn As sends a message to Hazrat Umar anhu who makes mashwara with the Sahaba. And thereafter Hazrat Umar anhu just with his slave and one animal, they take undertake this journey from Madina Munawwara to Palestine to Masjid al-Aqsa. And Hazrat Umar and his slave sharing one animal. They used to take turns in riding the animal. Sometimes the master, the leader, Amirul Mu'mineen, Umar ibn Khattab anhu, he used to walk and lead the reins of the animal whilst his slave is riding it. And sometimes Umar used to ride. And in this condition they are going towards Masjid Al-Aqsa. And on the last leg of the journey, when they are about to enter the land of Palestine, it was the turn of the slave to ride the animal. So the slave tells the master Umar that now we are going to enter. And the leaders of the kuffar are going to see this condition. So it's better that you ride and I lead the animal. But Hazrat Umar refuses. And in that condition, the slave leading the animal, Hazrat Umar, uh, Umar leading the animal and the slave riding the animal, Hazrat Umar holding the reins of the animal, the slave riding the animal like that, they must enter Masjid al-Aqsa. The disbelievers, they see this and immediately they say that this is how it was prophesied in our scriptures that the leader will be coming and he will be led, he will be leading the animal with his slave riding upon it and without any bloodshed, without any war taking place, they hand over the keys of Masjid al-Aqsa to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And we find from that, from that year, the 15th year after, the, after Hijrah, right up until the year 492 after Hijrah, Masjid al-Aqsa remained in the hands of the believers till the Christian crusaders had come in the year 492. And they had caused in that 90 odd years that they had controlled Masjid al-Aqsa and the land of Palestine, they had killed many, many Muslims, approximately 70 Muslims had been made shaheed in that period. Approximately 90 odd years, they had controlled Masjid al-Aqsa and many, many battles were fought and battles were lost by the believers until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Sultan Salahuddin Ayyubi rahmatullah alayhi. Such a leader, such a leader, he was a king, but he did not perform hajj also. Such was his devotion towards fighting the cause of Islam and Deen. Zakat did not become farz upon him. Such was the life that he had lived. And it is mentioned regarding Salahuddin Ayyubi that he never ever performed Salah on his own. He always performed Salah in Jamaat. And he was very very simple in eating food. He used to eat very very little. So someone goes to him and tells him that why are you eating in this way when food is available? So he said that how can food be tasty to me? And how can I taste the drink when Masjid al-Aqsa is in the hands of the disbelievers? And it was like this, with this devotion and this commitment and living that type of life and that taqwa that he had in his heart that in the year 583 after Hijrah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once again returned Masjid al-Aqsa to the hands of the believers. And friends and elders, for many, many centuries thereafter, Masjid al-Aqsa remained in the hand of the, of the believers until unfortunately we find that we are living in such an era that in the year 1947, Masjid al-Aqsa was once again usurped and taken over by the Yahud, by the Yahud al-Ghasibin. It was taken over by the, by the Yahud and not in the hands of the believers anymore. Friends and elders, we are witnessing such a time and we are witnessing such a difficult moment in our life when Masjid al-Aqsa, our first Qibla, such a close bond each and every one of us have with this Masjid and this land is in the hands of the disbelievers and not only that, not only is this land in the control of the disbelievers but they are bombarding and they are massacring and they are killing and butchering daily innocent Muslims, innocent our mothers, 
innocent babies, families are being the izzat, the respect, the dignity, their honor is being violated. So in this moment and time, friends and elders, with all this history behind us, what is our duty as being? What is our duty as Muslims? What do we do to change the condition? First and foremost, friends and elders, we need to go back to the Quran. We need to go back to the message of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us regarding salah. What, what was the gift? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam undertook the journey of Mi'raj. And like every person goes on a journey, he brings back something for his family. And this gift that he brings for his family, he will try and find the most suitable gift. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam undertook this journey from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa. Masjid al-Aqsa was a gateway to the heavens. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes back and he brought a gift for humanity till the day of Qiyamah. And that gift was Ya That as seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Seek from the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala How do you do it? On the one hand exercise patience You are going through hardship You are going through difficulty Exercise patience Secondly bring about salah into your life Salah is the mi'raj of every believer Aqrabu ma yakunul abdu min rabbihi wa huwa sajid that the closest a person can be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is when his head is, is in prostration to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in sajda. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this tool to seek from the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We hear this statement many a times and at times it's even attributed to the Israelites and the Yahud and Allah alone knows where they have mentioned it. But they say that if you want to see the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the day that the Yahud will start fearing the believers is that day when the masjid is full for Salatul Fajr as it is full for Salatul Jumu'ah. That is day that, that day the Yahud will start fearing the belief. So this is our tool. The first and foremost is to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in totality. Bring about Salah in our lives. Masjid al-Aqsa became Masjid al-Aqsa because of this journey of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wherein Salah became Fard. So turn back to that important aspect that you have neglected. Secondly, my respected brothers, to bring about the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa The disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about the rot and the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you see hardship and you see difficulties taking place, and do not judge any person. Always, always think about it. When corruption, when evil, when mischief is taking place upon the surface of the earth, Always think about it that it is my wrong. Look at your own self. How far have I drifted from what Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam advised me for? So that you have to make excessive tawbah. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in totality. The disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the tawbah, repentance, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in sincerity and in totality cools the rot and the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like... Mufti Ahmad Khan Puri Sahib mentioned that we will make collective tawbah, that not say astaghfirullah, but say nastaghfirullah, that each and every one of us dedicate some time during the day. As it mentions that 300 times at least, make tawbah and istighfar and seek repentance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Friends and elders, the next step is whatever else is in a person's control also, whatever a person can do, in whatever way, people are talking about boycotting, etc. And yes, definitely, a person, it is his own conscience that how can I support that regime, how can I contribute toward that regime that I that are violating and are mercilessly killing my fellow Muslim brothers and sisters? 
they are killing them and they are not shy about it. They are, they are openly saying it, that yes, you purchase our products and we are supporting this regime and we are supporting the Israelites and they are not hiding it. So it's a person's conscience that he will feel that how can I contribute towards something that they are killing my Muslim brothers and sisters. My friends and elders, one is to boycott their products. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also has taught us about boycotting the Yahud, Khaliful Yahud. Nabi Akrim mentioned the hadith that be different to the Yahud on the occasion of the fasting of Muharram. When Nabi Akrim made Hijrah to Medina Munawwara and he saw that the Yahud were fasting on the 10th of Muharram, an act of ibadat. Fasting is a very, very great act of ibadat. Nabi Akrim tells the Sahaba that be different to them. Don't be like them. They are fasting on the 10th. Why were they fasting on the 10th? It was because it was on that day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had saved Nabi Musa alayhi salam from the tyranny of Fir'aun. Allah ta'ala destroyed Fir'aun. Allah ta'ala saved Nabi Musa alayhi salam. So they were fasting on that day. So Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi salam mentions that Musa alayhi salam is our Nabi. Musa alayhi salam preached wahdaniyat, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we are closer to Musa alayhi salam than the Yahud. But don't be like them since they are fasting on the 10th. We must be different to them. Fast one day before or fast one day after. Friends and elders, Ibn Abiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa instructing us in an act of ibadat where there is worship, they don't worship like how the Yahud are worshipping. How much more we have to refrain from their ways and their lifestyles. How much more we have to turn away from that which they are promoting and implement the lifestyle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa bring about the complete sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa into our lives. So that is the third step, friends and elders. Adhere unto the Mubarak sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Man ahabba sunnati faqad ahabbani. That person who loves the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, indeed he loves Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Waman ahabbani kana ma'i fil jannah. He will enjoy the companionship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in jannah. And friends and elders, with all this taking place, definitely our heart cries and our heart bleeds and we wish how we can help and assist them. And we experience a lot of discomfort. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforts the believers also. During the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, battles were fought, battle of Badr was fought, battle of Uhud was fought also. And the Muslims were victorious in the battle of Badr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested the Muslims in the battle of Uhud. That initially they were victorious, but after thinking that the battle was over, the kuffar came from behind and those that were still departing realized that now the Muslims are surrounded. And thereafter Allah Ta'ala tested the believers in this and 70 Muslims became shaheed in the battle of Uhud. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala consoles him in the Quran and Majid. This ayah that come down, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا we are witnessing what is taking place in Gaza. We are witnessing what is taking place in Palestine. The bombs are raining down upon them. Friends and elders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala consoles the believers. There is no loss for a mu'min. There is no loss for a mu'min. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that do not consider those that have given their life for this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That were killed for this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That were made shaheed. Do not regard them as dead. Rather they are alive and they are enjoying the bounties and the ni'mas by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa mentions in the hadith that the shaheed when he passes away, then a green bird takes away his soul. And this green bird is perched upon a lantern that is hanging from the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this green bird roams about Jannat. 
and enjoys all the bounties of Jannat. It drinks from the rivers and from the fruit of Jannat. And thereafter it returns. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the shaheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the martyr. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks the martyr three times that, Are you happy? Are you enjoying everything? The martyr will reply, Yes, O Allah, I do not have anything to complain about. I have every bounty, every ni'mat. I'm roaming about freely in Jannah. Three times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala poses this question. And three times the shaheed replied, Then what more can I ask for? We're enjoying all the bounties and the ni'mat of Jannah. And thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala poses the question again. And thereafter the shaheed replies, Yes, we have one more request. Yes, we have one more request. Despite enjoying all the bounties of Jannah, we have one more request. So what is that request? So that we may be returned to this world. So that we may be returned to this world and experience the shahadat again. Give our life again for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Become a martyr in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again. And thereafter enjoy that same bounty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions that I wish that I was given life and made a shaheed in the path of Allah. Second time I was given life, made a shaheed in the path of Allah. Third time I was given life and made a shaheed in the path of Allah. A shaheed will come. Lonuhu, lonu damin, warihuhu, rihu miskin. That he will come on the day of Qiyamah. He will be resurrected in that condition that he will make shaheed. Some with their limbs cut off, some with their hands cut off, some with their necks cut off, some with their legs cut off. They will be raised on the day of Qiyamah. And friends and elders, the blood will be red like the color of blood. Warihuhu, rihu miskin. But the fragrance from it will be like the fragrance of musk. One sahabiya. Time is to run out. We'll finish on this note. Come to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam regarding a family of hers that become shaheed. And she asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that is in Jannah. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam replies, Innaha laysatil Jannah, walakinnaha jinan. It is not just Jannat. It is jinan, many, many Jannat. Wa inna haritha asab al-firdos al-a'la. Verily, Harisa has achieved the highest rank in Jannat. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَحَاجَرُوا وَجَاهَدُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ بِأَمْوَالِهِمْ وَأَنفُسِهِمْ Those that bring Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with their lives, they give their lives to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala أَعْظَمُ دَرَجَةً عِنْدَ اللَّهِ It is the highest rank in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala removes the suffering of our Muslim brothers and sisters that are suffering in Palestine. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala gives us strength and overpowers Yahud al-Ghasibin and we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala returns Masjid al-Aqsa to the rightful hands of the believers and those that have passed away Allah ta'ala gives them sabr and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants them the highest rank and the highest maqam and the status of shahadat wa akhiru dawana alhamdulillah الحمد لله الحمد لله القائل سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا إنه هو السميع البصير فنحمده حمدا كثيرا كلما يحمده الحامدون ونشكره شكرا جميلا كلما يشكره الشاكرون ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له 
شهادة تنفعنا يوم القيامة يوم لا ينفع مال ولا بنون ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله الذي يخبت الأولون والآخرون صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه صلاة وسلاما دائمين متلازمين إلى يوم يجمع الأولون والآخرون أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوصيكم بنفسي بالتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون ويقول الله عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اتقوا النار ولو بالشق تمرة أو كما قال صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم بارك الله لنا ولكم القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ورسائل المسلمين فاستغفروا له هو الغفر الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على أزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حيان وحمان وأقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وأنكم لصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذهم غردا من بعدي من أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم واخذل من خزل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم اللهم العن الكفرة الذين يسدون عن سبيلك ويكذبون رسلك ويقاتلون أولياءك اللهم شتت شملهم اللهم مزق جمعهم اللهم دمر ديارهم اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم وزلزل أقدامهم وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين اللهم انصر إخواننا المصلعفين في فلسطين اللهم احفظ مسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم عجل بنصرهم يا قوي يا عزيز عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينعن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيزكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين
الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله سمع الله لمن حمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر الله أكبر الله لمن حمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله والسلام على أشرف سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم إنا على بارتك ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسن الآخرة حسن عذاب النار اللهم نام والمسلمين اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في فلسطين وفي كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم انصرهم واربط على قلوبهم وعجل بنصرهم يا قوي يا عزيز يا أرحم الراحمين يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث اللهم إنا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم فالله خير حافظ وهو أرحم الراحمين حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل نعم المولى ونعم النصير جزا الله أن نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ما وأهله يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلق سيدنا ومطعنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين